Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. Sure. Me llamo. Sick of this. <laughs> it's the two L's. There's two, no, there's two L's. Pollo. Oh, okay. All right, welcome to our latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. <laughs> this is David Smith. Scott Weavey. Brian. Just Brian? No, that's it. Yeah, Brian. You're going one name Brazilian soccer star, huh? <laughs> yep. <laughs> nice. Hey, hey guys, I, uh, I wanted to start with a, a bit of a story that I saw over the weekend. Sure. Uh, and I'm, I'm hesitant to share this because it's only going to give Dave more... La Liga fodder, but I'm going to go for it anyway. Listen, there's nothing you can say that's going to make me have more disdain for <laughs> well, the league. So, okay. So, I mean, try you can try. So this is courtesy of BBC Sport. A La Liga footballer is fit to face champions Barcelona on Saturday despite injuring his bottom while sleeping in an awkward position on the team bus. Yeah, sh- Brian, you never want to get caught in a weird position. Yeah, not on the team bus. No. Now, I've tried to sleep on buses before and in cars, you know, sitting up. You kind of slouch. You do weird things with your body sure. to try to find, you know, just try something. To get comfortable. To give yourself a little bit of sleep, opportunity to sleep. I've never actually pulled a muscle in my bottom <laughs> while I've done that. <laughs> Only ne- La Liga footballers. Never Dave. have I ever. Well, you know, one thing that doesn't surprise me is that. He was riding on a bus. <laughs> oh, that's what you're taking away from this, <laughs> Ryan. In La Liga, maybe, they take greyhounds. Maybe he, maybe he, uh, <laughs> not like coaches. What's greyhound in Spanish? Sure. Maybe know. he was in a really good sleep and he accidentally rolled over onto a cleat. Yeah, sure. Maybe he played for. Does it say who he played for? Did, did, Sporting Gijon. Oh, sure, sure. Because they're a top top class team. Hey, they're in the top flight in Spain. Yeah, sure. It's a big deal. Sure, that's not saying much. And um, redemption. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, yes. no, no. Go sorry. ahead. I was going to say, there is redemption at the end of the story. Oh. He he was fit enough to play this past weekend. Well, that's good. He recovered from his Probably injury. Probably got someone in there giving some like nice deep tissue massages to to work out the, the muscle in the appropriate way, Brian, to prepare him to play. I'm sure in La Liga they have... You know, trainers good enough to be able to do that. You know, medical staffs. I just feel bad for him that that it was that they talked about his bottom <laughs> twice. <laughs> well, listen, we all have those embarrassing moments. We'd probably rather not talk about again. Luckily for us, they're not published on BBC. This is factually correct. There's a lot of things published on BBC that we're going to be talking about as we go through our overview of the 10 Premier League matches from this past weekend. We're going to do it the way that only we can, as we always do each week. You're going to get plenty of fantasy analysis, but you're also going to get a lot of fun as we go through match by match. Uh, I've got to tell you, I think we're going to hear a little bit of a different Arsenal moment a little bit later. I've got a fantasy half point that I'm going to take away from somebody in this hour. That sounds like BS. I don't know. No, someone's losing a half point today. You'll see why. And you'll agree with me once you hear why. And then uh, we're going to get our favorite segment, How to Say with Brian J. 
Oh yeah. Just a few minutes. It's coming up quick. Yeah, early. Let's get, early. Let's get that going. I'm gonna get it out of the way. Early for Brian's <laughs> sake. Yep. So he can focus on the rest of the show. All right. First match of the weekend. Manchester United four. Leicester one. Goals for United coming from four different players. All of them in your fantasy lineups, I'm sure. Chris Smalling, Juan Mata, that boy Marcus Rashford, maybe. Yeah, man. And then Paul Pogba. Pogba getting on the on the score sheet. Is he coming into his own now in the Premier no. League? <laughs> no, but if you look at the averages that he typically does for his career, which we've stated before on this podcast, this is like every fourth game he's going to get a goal. This happened to be his goal. Yeah. Now, that boy Marcus Rashford should be no surprise no. that he's scoring. No. Brian, that guy is good. Yes, he is. Consecutive goals now. Goals in three of his last four. All he needs are minutes. I think he's going to keep getting them, too. I mean, at this point, how could he Well, not? we... Scott, you brought this up earlier yeah. in the season. When when you get in Mourinho's good graces, yes. you tend to stay there unless you really foul it up. Yeah. I think, to your point and to Brian's point, I think Rashford's going to be getting his minutes. I agree. No, I think that's completely correct. And I think that uh, having him up there at the front alongside Zlatan is only going to be good for both of them. The fantasy surprise, One of the fantasy surprises of the weekend, though, not necessarily a fantasy surprise, but I think it going forward, where I didn't think he would have fantasy relevance, I think he does now have fantasy relevance, is one Juan Mata. Mm. You think he's going to stay in the lineup, though? I do. Wow. I do. Right. That United team had lost three in a row. They had lo- not looked good in three games. And you know what they looked good? I mean, you know what how they looked on Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Eastern? They looked good. They did. Four to one good, but it was it was, you know, four nothing by half. So good enough to keep Rooney out of the lineup? Yep. Hmm. Yep. You were yelling at me the last couple of weeks and I said Rooney you needs said to Rooney come out. Was He's in the way. Everything. Yep. I know, but at that earlier in the season I thought not. Hey, you, last week it was tough to I'm not sure I argued against you last week. It, uh, to be but, fair, t- I'm going to defend you for thanks, some reason here for a second. Uh, you know, it, there, there's a difference between saying he's ruining everything and just being in the way. There's a difference there, uh, but I think we can all agree he was definitely at least on the evidence of one match, he was definitely in the way. Yeah. Well, bringing in sitting Fellaini because he and Pogba continued to get in each other's way, pretty much playing the same position. Bringing in Ander Herrera, who. I never again. I said this last pod. I never realized it before. He kind of plays like a defensive midfielder, as a holding midfielder right in front of the defense. Um, blend back in the side helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing in place for Luke Shaw, Blend at least did as good or better than Shaw has been doing. Brian, you were really so, impressed with the surprisingly. Blend. Yeah, Blend was. Blend had his statistics across the board were really good. I think the the big thing that people that I had seen a few places talking about was just. Uh, just the the how instantly he went to taking corners. I mean, that was pretty obvious for everybody watching. Is that he he had two assists, and it's it's if him if it's him on corners. I mean, that's a big boost for him. And I, I just don't know. I guess that's the question: is who does if 
I mean, does he keep his place? You know, you up to this point, Smalling's been the one who's kind of odd man out. Uh, why, Smalling, of course, jumps straight in and gets the goal for you in this match. On the header, why wouldn't Blind keep Shaw out of the side? Why wouldn't he keep Shaw out of the Blind side? Blind is not a natural center back. He had been playing there because they didn't have anyone else to play in that position. He Honestly, in my opinion, he's more of a a defensive sort of midfielder as of, even opposed to a right back. I mean, he yeah. it's interesting. United, both Valencia and Blend, you know, I think Shaw is more of a natural fullback, but Valencia and Blend, neither one are natural fullbacks. I think it's funny that knowing that Mourinho likes to settle in with the favorite 11, even as we're naming names of guys who did it. well yeah. and, and should be still in the line, we're still having a hard time figuring well, out. Well, Shaw is out because of he's, injury. He's going to be, But yep. a performance like this has to catch Mourinho's eye with Blinn playing in that position. He hadn't played there all year. He'd been filling in as So then there's back. one question that I have and a name that's in my mind, and I'm wondering, why is he so untouchable? And that's Eric Bailly. Why is he untouchable? He hasn't come out of the lineup at all. No. And and I'm not saying he's done poorly. I just don't know that I've noticed a lot about his performances either, which maybe is a I good think, thing for I think Mourinho likes his strength and his, his size, his size yeah. and his, his grit. I mean, he's just a strong he's a strong tackler. Um I think he's he's good in defending air balls, uh, you know, getting his head on it and clearing. So I I think that goes a long way with Mourinho. I guess I mean if the if now with a a more pacey midfield and Zlatan being able to kind of do whatever he, I mean that I I was going to ask Dave I mean I know you you held Zlatan you still have him Oh yeah He still he had two chances he had five shots Yep four shots in the box two on target uh is it worth points that the announcer said that this was the best game that they've seen him play yet this season? It's wow. interesting. Is he it really, the, is he that really the best? A, he really, he really wanted a goal. Yeah, he did. It, it felt like everyone was scoring but him. It was almost like everyone had a piece of candy. Good like thing. Yeah, but I guess the score. I guess the question is like now if he can be more natural because he you know he he benefits from and and played immediately better with faster players. Yeah. And, well, and I guess and or more creative players with right. Mata. Well, right? and that's Mata and so that's the question position. with Rooney out. That they can take advantage of all the things in the in the front of the field. Is you know it seems like maybe somebody like, uh, you know, Luke Shaw was such a raiding defense. You know, defense. Right. Does it does Blinn does Blinn change the abilities there for the for the defense? Where he would be the one who would get the, you know, I guess that's the question: is how did how does that shuffle out? You know, is it still Smalling that drops out for Shaw? Is it like you know, is it Baye? I mean, I guess that's a, it's a conundrum. And what's funny is that if you're gonna if you're gonna own and play the maximum number of Manchester United players that you can, this coming match week's the weekend to do it. They're gonna host Stoke. <laughs> Pray for, so, pray for Shea Given. Shea Given. <laughs> it's it's start early. <laughs> hey, this might be a triple captain week for, for Zlatan. <laughs> Honestly, though, uh, you know, we're talking about all these guys and who do you play, and some of you know, we we own United players throughout the pitch. We want to get this one right. 
We definitely want to take advantage of this opportunity with United hosting Stoke if we can. Well, anyway, not to belabor the point, I think in going forward, Juan Mata hmm. is going to have fantasy relevance. Okay. He played really, really, really well. Scored a goal. United looked a different team with him playing. Mourinho, when you do that for him, I think he, he doesn't pay you back by sitting you back down, in my opinion. He just has so, such a weird way he handles Juan Mata. Yeah. It's so I get it. Well, they had a, a weird relationship. I mean, he plays zero minutes against City. He plays 20, 29 minutes against Watford. Other than that, I mean, he's our, he's been out there for no less than 70 minutes in any other match. And so in the matches that he's played a lot of minutes, he's gone seven, seven points against Burnmouth and three and three against Southampton and Hall and then 13 against Leicester. I mean, he's he looks looks a good value as a million people would say at 7.4. 7. And no one no one's owning him. him. No one. Yeah, I agree. I think I think he is definitely someone that I'm keeping my eye on for sure. Okay. Him, but, and one, him and one other player which we'll talk at the end in my opinion would be well, a buy of the week. And Rashford now's the time. If you want Marcus Rashford for less than 7 7 million which, pounds. Yeah. This is the week to do it because he's already gone up to six point nine yeah. since hey, since before the match. Can I address this real quick? Mm-hmm. Super annoyed. So so la- I like to try to set my my fancy lineups late in the week as possible mm-hmm. in case there's some injuries midweek or whatever. So annoyed. So I had I had it set up to make like four changes. I was going to eat some points mm-hmm. last week. I had it set up. I screenshotted it because I didn't want to go through with all the way in case there was injuries midweek because I think I did it like Tuesday morning or something. Okay. But I was pumped about it, right? I pretty much maxed out, so I had zero in the bank. I get to Friday, tried to make the moves. Nope, prices changed, and I couldn't make them. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I that happens. Come close. It wasn't even close. It was like a minus seven. Yeah. And I couldn't do it. Oh, and so Dave. I only I, I made two changes uh, this past week, and, and one of them I'm lucky because I was going to change Ozil out. And uh, he ended up scoring. So, you know, it just it's one of those things. I just want to – I don't know why it popped in my head reference right now. It is a weird thing. You want to wait to the injuries. You want to wait to the end of the week to make sure guys are healthy. On the other hand, you – Price you, changes can happen any moment. Yes, so yeah. true. You can take advantage of the cheaper prices earlier in the re- week right after the game. I mm-hmm. cannot believe the first thing that you didn't – that you said about this match was not like R.I.P. – Leicester City. <laughs> Rest in peace I, forever. Hopes and dreams. Continue Brian, enjoying last this, year. Brian, I said this from the beginning of the yeah, season. Yeah, but I just thought this was the chance. Like, this look, this was so embarrassing. It was horrible. Vardy and Mares get subbed off at, wow. at just, what at was half. it, halftime? Well, and, and, and so here's here's the thing. If you're Ranieri, you're looking at it like this. We got a midweek um, Champions League game. Porto. Porto. And Thank we're you. down four nothing. Might as well take them off the yep. field. I think it was less of a statement about their play and more of a preparation for the Champions League. He said we lost it in the first half. Yep. This game is lost. Yep. Might as well rest some players. And honestly probably worked into their advantage that they were down so big at half. It half-time. might have, because then it made the decision very easy. Yep. And the goal scorer for them was Damari Gray. We haven't mentioned him. I mean there's there's no fantasy relevance to, on Lester. No, no, to your point, Ryan though. Because it was a great shot. To your point, where are they? Ninth in the table? I don't know. They're 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 eighth, ninth <laughs> or tenth in the table. 
they're not going to get, in my opinion, higher than that in the table. Yeah, I, I said it from the beginning yeah, of the year. They're going to be between eight and twelve. They whatever they had last year, they don't have this year. Yeah, I think, Mares, I think that was actually said explicitly during the match. This it feels about their quality yeah, for right. the season. Mid table, no, no better than tenth ish, which yeah. is what they we all would have expected from them all along. Yes, except for the pixie dust that was sprinkled on them last exactly year. Right, they kept them. They're going. currently twelfth, yep. by the way. In the okay, table. well, I mean, again, I doubt they're dropped below that. I don't think they're going to get much above eighth. Maybe it. Maybe they might crest at seventh. No way. I'm going to go ahead and just say no way. But in fantasy relevance, though, Mares, I, I own him. I don't. I own him in the draft league. <laughs> I keep thinking maybe he's going to turn around a little bit. Mm. I think it's time to sell him up. The what do you sell some river? So, you send river. someone up the river, Brian. I think you send him up the chain. Send him up the chain. No, I think no. that's uh, that's with emails. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I want to get rid of them. All right, dear. Yeah, fair enough. Swansea, one. Manchester City, three. City's goals. Aguero comes back into the lineup in the Premier League and scores two very promptly. Raheem Sterling gets the third on a really nice individual effort, I mm-hmm. should say. R.I.P. No- Kyle Naughton's ankles. <laughs> right leg. <laughs> could, Brian, be, could be R.I.P. Francesco no, Guidoline, too. You, you don't Maybe. see this much in soccer. But you see this more in basketball, which this is not a basketball podcast, as we all know. No, it reference. is not, but holy cow. But holy cow, did his ankles and legs just go broke. Sterling in the box put a move on him that buckled his legs. He fell down, and Sterling, for the most part, tapped it in. And I think it was and his family just completely disowned him after yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. I he, think they all just let him go. Uh, there's no doubt. Did they ever say what part of the guys bought him? Just a buttock muscle, quote. Yeah, like probably the you know the biggie meaty oh. cheek, Brian. You know, I, the uh, biggie le- meaty cheek. Yeah, New podcast name, <laughs> biggie meaty cheek. I don't think anyone would subscribe, <laughs> nor should they. <laughs> Sterling is the uh, fourth highest midfielder in fantasy soccer this yes, year. Yes, he is. We referenced this last week. It's unbelievable. My two, my two and... changes this week were to do what a lot of people did, which was swap out. Zlatan for Aguero. Okay. And I've never been happier to sell Aiden Hazard oh, man. to okay. get Raheem Sterling. So my original change was to add De Bruyne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when the prices changed, as I referenced earlier, I couldn't do it anymore. He bumped up midweek. So I took Sterling instead and added, I added Sterling and Kyle Walker. And um, yeah, so I I was really happy with Sterling. And, and look, eight point six billion dollars, as yeah. we like to say. Yeah. Um, and he's got forty four fantasy points, the fourth highest score, as Scott just said. Yeah. That's impressive, and that's really good value. It is. It is the the price is great for where he's at in the in the rankings. Uh, there is a new high score in all of Premier League. Or fantasy Premier League soccer. Yes, he is. Uh, just in time to get hurt. Ugh. Which we asked the question on the podcast last week, what would happen? Like with all the other key injuries City yep. have had and they've overcome, yep. what would happen if, if KDB goes if, down? If KDB goes and down. he's going to be out now for a few weeks. Yeah. Just in time to become the high scorer in fantasy Premier League. Yeah. Rightfully so. It's He's had a great start to the year, but now he's out. Will City 
maintain their form. Weirdly. And Will Sterling, on an individual fantasy level, Will Sterling, Aguero, these other guys, even Silva, if you want to throw him in there, will they keep their form? Or will KDB's absence hurt? It probably will hurt, but Brian, they could always bring in your boy. Okay. Either, well, I wasn't thinking Gundogan, but you're right. And or Ianacho. I was hoping Ianacho might get some playing time on a wing. But Gundogan came in and played over there. Yeah. City? And Silva, if Silva's back, where they you know they didn't have Silva there for a second, now he's there. I know he he was aggressive. The stats show that he is not KDB. Right. This is just it was. I mean, he, stats and just looking at him. Yeah. Not only see that not well. only because just in time for Pep to say that Kevin is one of the best players I've worked with. Messi is on his own on his own in the table. Sure. But Kevin is. In the next table, yeah, and he is right up there. Like like you know, tables in a dining room, you're sitting there, and Messi's there, and the next one over. Yeah, I think no, I think it's like tables that are stacked on top of each other. Oh, and Messi's at the top table. Oh, okay. And De De Bruyne is so at the looking down under. on all of sure. the, the lay people beneath him. It, weirdly, City this time last year had injuries, and then because they Scott, you referenced last week, they started five and zero last year. First five games that wins, and then they had a few injuries, and then they they started to uh, slump a little bit. It will be interesting to see how much he means. Every team has one or two players, whether they realize it or not, are irreplaceable because of their performances. He's one of them. You're not going to get the same performances. It will be interesting to see how that affects them. I have a question for the two of you. And, real quick. Mm Mm-hmm. Before you ask that question, their schedule upcoming. Last year, that's what my question's about. At Tottenham. Yes. Everton home, Southampton home, a top table, like I think seventh or eighth in the table, Southampton. Ninth. At West Brom, <laughs> a tenth in the table. Correct. So you, they're actually getting to the real part of their schedule now. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I agree. It's, it's, it's been a, light. It's the, up until this point, it's been the, their mediest part of the schedule. It's a little, it's a little frustrating because. Every, all the talk throughout this perfect start, which it's a perfect start through six matches. It should be talked about, but it's been about how Pep's got a perfect start. But yeah, they've been doing it against some some lighter opponents. Ask, and, ask Chelsea, which we'll get to, what happened when they start playing some, exactly meet, some right. meteor teams. And now we've got a match coming up this weekend between the top two teams in the table currently. I know yeah. it's early, but these are the top two teams. Spurs hosting City. Tottenham's best start, which we'll get to. We'll get to yeah, Tottenham their best in start minute. in years. Amazing. Now, here's my question for you. Last week we said player City players, no matter what the matchup is, player City players. KDB's out. They're going to Tottenham. The only Do play- you still play your City players? Oh, absolutely! I'm playing Sterling and Aguero. I mean, you're still going to play them. Oh, absolutely. Okay. In my opinion, they're they're no brainer, no starts. I think a, a defensive team. I mean, there haven't been many clean sheets this year anywhere, so mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to start here. Although White Hart Lane is a smaller field, you know, there, there's certain there's uh, all the fields. Just in case you didn't know this, the soccer fields for the most part, lengthwise, are all the same length. But width, they can vary slightly. And Tottenham at White Hart Lane has one of these smaller... They, they've kind of maxed out on the small end of their field. Cities likes to use their speed to get down the wings. This might hinder them a little bit because they've been playing down the wings, not through the middle, as we've referenced. So it will be interesting to see how that affects uh, City this weekend. They lost four of six last year without Debrana 
in the lineup. Wow. That's good. It's good stats, Brian. It is good stats. By the way, the uh, the Swans did put in a goal. Yeah, uh, and I think we tried to pronounce his name over the summer when Swansea signed him. I don't remember it going particularly well. So we asked our resident pronunciation expert, Brian J, to tell us how Scott, to say his name. Yeah. There's one thing I know, and it's well, there's multiple things I know, but one of the main things I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I only know a few things. Okay. But one of those. Uh-huh. We don't have a pronunciation guide on this podcast. No, we don't. So oftentimes we screw things up. Mm-hmm. But we do have a Brian J, and he helps us pronounce we're, things. We're yeah, not, he absolutely does. Grammar n- Nazis. <laughs> no. We're not. We're not prescriptivists here. <laughs> this is not France, where you have to have a. a, a oh. It's there. It's more fluid. Oh, we're sure. we're willing to bend and flex with the way people pronounce their words. Not like in France, where you have to have a. a you have to have a. They sharp on pronunciation. Oh, they're rigid. You can't even you can't add words and take away words from the mm. from the French dictionary without a, a something signed from what's their what do they have a president? <laughs> yes, they do. Have they a president. Do have a pre- <laughs> you have to get a a, a a whole work straight up to the president. Let's talk about how to say this guy's name. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> a work order to the president. <laughs> you have to get a work. You have to send a work order up the chain to the president of France to get a. To get a word, can we have music? Sure, I'm sure we can get something. I, I have to get might, go the, ahead. the 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 song. This is such a it's inspired by ABBA. Sure, okay. You what you need is I have to give away the guy's first name to do it. Yeah, of sure. course, they're they're one of their first hits, Fernando. Yeah, mm. we have Fernando. It right here. We should just play a little bit of it. We should. Well, what's it's such a great song. Everybody, so many people know it. It's worldwide, known throughout the world. This week's How to Say, on top of that, is such an important one. Not only do we get a striker from a relegation zone club, we get an ex-La Liga striker uh, who is yeah. who is Tiempo en el Diente. That means long in the tooth. In case you haven't looked it up <laughs> on an English to Spanish translator. Yes, as we all know, compared to regular humans, athletes' years in their sport are measured on the same conversion scale as dog to human years. So at age 31, it's a miracle this striker isn't out on the pitch trying to play on a hover round. <laughs> Born in Pamplona, Spain. Fer- oh, I wonder if he's ever ran with the Bulls. Fernando. Why is that the first thing you think of? Pamplona. So what? Yeah. Is that the... I want to run with the Bulls one day. Yeah, great. Fernando, as presumably one or two of his parents called him, he became one of the better strikers in Spain, spending the majority of his club career up to this point at Athletic Bilbao. He also played for Juventus and Sevilla. The name Fernando is the Spanish variation of the name Ferdinand. Oh, yeah, sure. Which everyone knows that name too, probably. Ferdinand means bold, adventurous, and has a has also a hint of a journey in it. Sure. Boy, did he ever live up to his namesake in August when Swansea came a knocking. Yeah. They signed the striker for what most people reported as the exorbitant fee of undisclosed. Whoa. Yeah. So Can large. You even imagine. Undisclosed. 
you guys know what Fernando Fernando's nickname is? Um, fast and expedient. There was something in the air that night. The stars were bright. Fernando. <laughs> you know what his nickname is? Part of the you know what his? Yes, it is. <laughs> you know what his nickname is? Yeah. Uh, no. no it, it, El Rey Leon. Which is the Ray of Not Leon? even close. Okay. The Lion King. No. no, come on. Yes. Does that change your stupid minds about him? Maybe a little bit. I'm going to call him Simba from now on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Seriously. He's he is a specimen. He's 6'5", and he's handsome, so he could be. He could play for Arsenal. His nope. and, and he barely scores, so he really <laughs> could play for Arsenal. His surname is, that we see primarily, most of the time we see, is his, his paternal family name. There's and, a there's a maternal surname? the Spanish yeah they're, they're, yes his surname no no it's his, on the paternal side the oh. Spanish uses both with paternal paternal and maternal oh sure yeah okay but the name we usually see is the is his family name on his father's side starts with two L's you may have seen it which if you have knowledge of even the slightest bit of Mexican restaurant quality Spanish you know the two <laughs> L's are said with a Y sound. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. Sure. Me llamo Sick of This. <laughs> your, the two L's. Your name is Sick of there's This. Two, no, there's two L's. <laughs> Pollo. Oh, okay. okay. Your six foot five Baftembi Gomez replacement, mostly ineffective Swansea striker, is none other than Fernando Javier Llorente Torres. Or. Fernando Llorente. 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 I have a feeling you're going to hear the L, though, in the pronunciation on most Premier League matches. I know. I tend to I'm sure you go know. with the L, even though I shouldn't. Yeah, well. but you also say Cazorla. <laughs> it should be Thor. Yeah. I just have one question for you, Brian. Yeah. Do you order your Mexican <laughs> restaurant food in Spanish? No. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's ballsy. No, I yeah. do not. Oh, yeah, sure. It's that. <laughs> that's why I say, "Si, señor." I would like the <laughs> me gusta. Uh-huh. Yeah, me gusta pollo. Like I tell my kids, tell the nice waiter, thank you. That's yeah. not exactly Spanish. Not to be insulting. Yeah, sure. I say he's well, mostly. Though. I say he's mostly ineffective because, as the announcers mentioned right before he scored his goal, <laughs> right. Fernando Llorente had played every possible minute for Swansea up to this point in the season and had zero shots on target. Jeez. Yes. And, and then, then and then like the next like effect. And then like, yeah, true. the next second he's blasting one yeah. into the back of the net. Well done, Brian. Well done. Well done. Uh, listen, everyone go out and, and uh, YouTube Fernando today and just have a listen. It will make you smile. We'll, prob- we'll probably help you find it. So just look for us. Sure. Liverpool, five. Sorry, I'm just hovering on that a little bit. Liverpool, five. Wow, Scott. Five. Hull, one. Wow. So Hull put in their goal through David Myler. Uh, All of Liverpool's goals... For the most part, coming from midfielders, I think James Milner's still technically a midfielder in fantasy. Yes, he really. is. So all their goals coming from the midfield, which is where we have said to play Liverpool players for your fantasy lineups. Adam Lalana, James Milner, two via PK, Sadio Mane, 
Philippe Coutinho? I think Liverpool this year, probably not a shock to anyone, will lead the league in penalties taken. Yeah, maybe. They got a lot of quick guys. I think they probably already lead the league currently. Uh, and, uh, you know, Lester led that statistic last year. Let me do that research. Let me, I gotta, I gotta clear out the French president's name. Sure. Lester led the league you last gonna year. You're going to send your son in something to him. <laughs> Francois. You need a, you need a, you need a government order because you want to add something. I just can't. Yeah. How to send a work or I'm working on it. Lester you, led the league last year. I want to add boom to the French <laughs> dictionary a la Jurgen Klopp. Le boom. boom. Lester led the league. In the, I'm going to try this for the third time. <laughs> Lester, Brian, anything Good else? Good luck. Uh, yeah, one more thing. <laughs> I, Stupid I, Firmino. Sure. I get, I get it. <laughs> so true. Did you add him this week? He's the only one who didn't score. I added him last week. After I sold him the previous sure. week before in the last, that. The last two weeks, he had zero and two. Yeah. Zero last week, two this week. Um. Lester led the league last year in penalties taken, another or mm-hmm. penalties drawn. Vardy was really, really good at it last year, and I think the league wised up. And I'm not sure he's drawn a penalty yet this year. But uh, Liverpool looks like they have, you know, with Coutinho and Firmino, very quick feeded, quick moving guys. Along with Mane, they're going to draw a lot of penalties inside that box. They they really, really are. Ryan. Firmino, what do you think of this game? I just thought as soon as as soon as you're down one nil already, and then El Mahamedi gets a red gets a red for the second straight week for the, for Hull stopping a shot from I don't know going in I guess yeah, yeah he kind of chickened the ball he a shot is going on onto the goal. Probably going in, and Elhamidi right, kind of chicken wings his arm out. You're already getting destroyed in the first 20 minutes, and the, the, and the next thing that happens is you're losing. A, you're you're down to 10 men. I mean, there it's a miracle. It wasn't 12 to one. These guys, I don't understand professionals. This happens two or three times a year. It, this isn't like this is their first game playing soccer slash football. Okay. When you when a ball is going into the goal and you raise your hand you to hit it or your arm, when you are called for it, not only is the team that you're playing against going to get a penalty, you are going to be getting a red card for the rest of that game and the next game. You're going to be sitting out. That does not help your team going down. Not ten at men. minute twenty-eight. Not at minute. In, not at minute twenty-eight. If that goal goes in, worst case scenario, you're down two nothing. And you still have eleven men on the field. You go down to nothing with ten men on the field. You don't have a chance at winning that game. In minute twenty-eight, you don't have a chance. Yes, I just don't understand the stupidity of El Mahamedi. I think it's instinct as much as anything else. You know, he had a chance. He was close enough to get some part I know, of his body but to the ball. Professional footballer, he literally had to stick his arm out. That's the one place you cannot attempt to touch the ball as your arms. Yeah. No, it's true. You're try- I, listen, I think you're being it, kind to defend him. Well, uh, I want to slam him, and I'm slamming him. I have one more, I'm one more him way. For being stupid. I have one more way to defend him. Okay, uh, fine. I think that you know he saved the goal. I mean, he saved a sure goal from going in with his arm, and uh, and so you never know. Maybe the PK gets saved, and maybe it stays one nil. Now, obviously, he did get sent off. They go a man down. That was never going to be good, but he did save a goal for about thirty seconds. 
All right, that's all I got. Um, back, back to uh, yeah. Scott, talk know. about the now fortress that is Anfield. Yeah, I mean it's it's the kind of thing where it used to be that way, kind of wavered a little bit uh, in in the down years. But I mean, the, it's funny that new main stand seems to have added a lot of sound, a lot of energy, and I guess that's what eight thousand more people will do. And it's showing off. I mean, they've had two matches at home. That's the thing I keep taking away from this, too, is those are 13 points where... Liverpool's tied for third in the table. And they only have played two of their six matches at home. The four away matches, Burnley aside, have been against higher table teams. Yeah, They've gotten a lot of their hard matches out of the way. They've got... They've got a, I mean, there's a lot of matches to be played, but you know they've, they've got a good if road If Liverpool ahead. can stay healthy, which they don't have any European football... They're going to be a tough beat the further that the year goes. They've only lost one of their last 15 home matches. Yeah, that's great. You're in Eight wins, six draws, and the one the loss was to United in January. Wow. And they lost 1-0. That's impressive. They're good. They're 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 playing really well and again keep those midfielders in your and lineup. And while you're and while you have Shea given in your thoughts and prayers, add uh <laughs> Fabianski this week. Yeah, put him yeah. in there too if you want to. Fabianski might turn in a Brad Guzanish 13 save game, five goals gives up match come this weekend. Although, I feel like every time we think Liverpool is going to destroy someone, they figure out a way to Burnley uh, themselves. It was just the Burnley. You know, honestly, I think Watford they saw how I don't get Burnley credit for that. You, they figure out how to Burnley themselves? No, you don't. Come on, like you get burned? Um, what are you going to do with uh, the... I should get some credit for something there. Okay, you guys are acting like I didn't even say anything. Keep going. <laughs> sure. Go right. ahead, Brian. What about Karius? Uh, yeah, Karius got to be, a start. He's going to be the keeper, it looks like, again against Swansea this coming weekend. And uh, He only faced two shots, Brian, one on target. Tough to take much away from that. That's going to be a, the problem. It was a Mignolet-type performance. Mm, I mean, that goal... Was vintage, uh, poor defense on a set piece from Liverpool. You know, at this point, there this year, it's not about the defense as much as it's about outscoring their opponents. And so far, they're doing it really well. Uh, but no, that's um, yeah, it's frustrating. It's another lack of a clean sheet with Carius, as Dave pointed out. He's not going to see a lot of shots because Liverpool possesses the ball under Jurgen Klopp. And so you're you're basically banking on a clean sheet, which are few and far between this year. Uh, and if for some reason I was going to say if you're if you're nervous for whatever reason about uh, City and especially uh, Raheem Sterling, it's an easy swap if you want to use your one free transfer or something to go from Sterling straight to Philippe Coutinho. Sure, Coutinho is less than Sterling. You could do that easily. I want to hmm. bring this up. We've been saying play your Liverpool midfielders. Mane and Firmino. Mane, 29 points this far this season. Firmino, 26. Mm -hmm. Compared to Milner, 33. Lallana, 40. Coutinho, 41. There's a huge discrepancy there. In my opinion, I don't know why you're playing Mane and Firmino right now. I know that they have opportunities to score big, but... Adam Alana at 7.2 is a no-brainer start. He is in the middle of everything. Klopp loves him, and he is second on the team, second to Coutinho in fantasy points, and I think he's a top-10 fantasy scorer as well. So that 
for me is the it's Liverpool play. It's backwards Mane, from what you would expect. Money at nine point zero billion dollars, and Firmino at eight point four. I'm not saying they're bad players. I'm just saying I would have thought at this point in the season their points would be higher, yeah. but they're not. Yeah. Interesting. Good good analysis. Oh, Snodgrass, by the way. Snodgrass. I think he's still worth a, a bench spot. Yeah. 5.7, 33 points. Again, someone who has more points than Mane and Firmino seems like that wouldn't be the case. Yeah. I think it's only a matter of time before they catch up and pass him, though. No, no. I'm not saying that that probably won't be true. Yeah. I think if the Hull's last two games, um, if they don't have to play with 10 men, that that changes things <laughs> a little true. bit. That's true. That <laughs> yeah. helps his chances. Bournemouth 1, Everton nil. The lone goal in this one coming from Junior Stanislas. The, Guys, what do we... The Everton killer. Yeah, what do we make of Everton's performance here? This is one of those matches where we thought... It was in that string of matches against lower table sides that could help propel Everton to high heights in the table. They lose the three points in this one. I think, in my opinion, this is one of those games, and all the teams, I think all the top table teams will have a game like this where they're playing on the road and they're playing a team that just kind of has their number that day for some reason. Bournemouth played a fantastic Bournemouth. Played yeah. a and, fantastic game. And almost, this was, their, this their was last year's game. Bournemouth. It was. Mm-hmm. It, it was. almost happened to to City against Sunderland. That exactly. That's exactly it was right. So Brian. close to happening. It probably to City should have. Sunderland. This is the Premier League, mm-hmm. and you're playing on the road. You're playing a team that's you know a mid-table team that's pretty good. They have their day. They survive some lucky shots. Goalkeeper makes some saves, and. And, and you lose. Uh, Brother Matt thinks that this is the demise of Everton. I think he's just silly. Um, he just, I, I think he, if you really pinned him down, I, I think he wouldn't say that. But he was trying to go to us and saying that, hey, we like Everton's schedule. I'm not changing my opinion. I don't change my opinion on the Cumin train. Jump on it. Ride it. Um, and, you know, Everton's upcoming schedule. They got a surprising Crystal Palace at City. Then they're at Burnley, West Ham. Um, is the Kuman train a steam engine? Absolutely. A diesel? Sure. Is it a diesel? No, it's a, it's a steam. Just it's curious. I just, like I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how far you like want to get into it this. Coal and steam. Yeah, yeah. It's difficult. Lukaku obviously has had a good couple of matches, and I wouldn't jump off of his own particular bandwagon yet. Uh, Ross Barkley has had a, a, a difficult string of matches. His last four: two, one, two, and two. Um, yeah, after a 10 and a five to start. So it's, it's been a struggle there for him. Uh, Yannick Bellassi has not looked comfortable yet in that lineup. Uh, so there are some place, some players who are underperforming, um, which is what I would say is a little scary on a sense, because when they do start to really get it going, they have, they have excellent players. It could be too, that it's just one of those, we're sick of losing to these guys. Because it's the first time they had beaten Everton in seven matches. Yeah. And the only time they drew was the three-three thriller match of the match of the early part of the season yes. last year. Everton had scored at least two goals in all of those previous matches. Wow! Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, let's also maybe give uh, Eddie Howe some credit, right? In 
Yeah. He's learning how to live it, without Matt Ritchie. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Give him right? credit all the way over to the Arsenal bench. Sure, I think I'm already going to get on that train. I'm already going to get on that train. That's Scott. what this is. Yeah. That's I'm he's, he's give him so much. He's credit. prepping himself yeah. oh, for yeah. cheering for him. Sure. All right. Yeah. yeah that's go it. ahead. Listen, fine. That's that's what's going on here. Fine. Let's give him some credit. <laughs> I'd love to give him a lot of credit. <laughs> I'm taking credit away. Are you, oh, is this where you're boy. subtracting a half point? It is. Here we go. Mr. Robert, or as his friends call him, Bobby Madley, the referee for this match, goes into the locker room at halftime, settles down, gets ready for a good second half, comes out, gets ready to blow the whistle to start the second half, and realizes he had forgotten his whistle, left it, at the toilet. At, maybe Left so. Left it sitting on top of the John. Left it on maybe the toilet. So. Left it on the, what, they don't have What do the Brits call it? The, the head? The loo. The loo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but is it, no, no it's not the loo. Is it? Yeah, that's one of the. To- I think is that the? But that's why I'm asking if that's the equivalent to both toilet and uh, or urinal. Yeah, I don't know. We need to get stats on. Or that. is the loo the bathroom? Boy, this is a terrible segment. <laughs> Scott, when did I start? Re- Brian and I derailed this completely. Start over. <laughs> that's all. No, it's that's all. Just want to take away the half point for Bobby Madley for he not being prepared. Forgot his whistle. Forgot his whistle to start. Second. And he didn't even go in and get it. He sent the fourth official to go in and get it for him. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Fourth official. That's lazy. See to it. So, Bobby Madley, I'm sorry, but you lost my wow. fantasy half point. It's an honorary half point anyway. Hey, I want to reference this. Bournemouth's upcoming schedule mm-hmm. at Watford, Hull, Spurs at Middlesbrough. Yeah, but who are you playing? Maybe no not clean many. sheets. I tell you, surprisingly. Boric? Surprisingly, one Boric. player. Well, Boric, it wouldn't be a horrible start, I don't think. But one player, surprisingly, Adam Smith. Adam Smith, yeah, he's up defender. There. He he. Every once in a while, he's sneaking in there with some assists and goals. Twenty-seven points for the year. Ironically, only two points less than than Mane. Um, yeah. Just saying. Listen, if you, it's not a horrible play for a defender. No, it's not. And I was gonna. And just, he's really cheap. He's four point six. Yeah, uh, the Premier League site itself is encouraging. With the next run of matches that Burnmouth, Bournemouth, beer, mouth, beer mouth, oh it's my favorite. It's all Dave's fault. <laughs> it is Dave's fault. Also, it's Burnley's fault. Well, Burnmouth, no, Bournemouth. Ah! <laughs> it's Bournemouth. Did I get it right this at that time? No. Oh man. It's well, a, look in Patrick, they, Patrick Van Anholt style. Beer in mouth. Adam Smith gets points. Look, the point is that the Premier League site itself is encouraging Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Oh! (laughs) Defenders and Boric as as defensive options for at least for the next few weeks. I was going to say, per uh, Kotke.org, a fine site if you want to ever visit it, the Lou is was called the loo because bathrooms were commonly located in in room 100 of buildings. Really? And, of course, a one is not too far off of the letter L. Sure. So I think that that might be the reason why. Because it looked like it said L-O-O. The toilet was commonly located in room 100 of buildings, (laughs) and they looked very similar. Never knew that. Amazing. The dumb things you're going to learn. That's all theory. Oh, it's all theory? But it's a, but I thought maybe it was French. Anyways. Anything else? Uh, just the next match. <laughs> okay. 
Middlesbrough one, Tottenham two. Ben Gibson from Middlesbrough. And gentlemen, on the Spurs side, it's time we had to talk about Sun. Two goals this last yeah. match. Sun, time for you to jump into my lineup. <laughs> so we spent a lot of time talking about Vincent Jansen slash Janssen and figuring out, okay, is he going to be the one who comes in and, and profits from Kane's injury during this, this time? Harry Kane is out. It seems that the answer is no. All the questions that, that we've had about Tottenham, and here they are, second in the table, and Hyung Min Sun That's pretty is good, the one score. I, I'm trying to channel a How to Say segment from last yeah. year. Honestly, we should have gone there today. You got lucky. <laughs> no, he already did it yeah, we last did. year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's I, was, I was trying to, in my I was trying to you bring should, it. You should it listen in. to this podcast. Oh, man, no. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> No, listen, Son got – he did not play much the first couple games of the year. He was kind of playing behind Lamella. Lamella had a slight slump of form. Son slides into the lineup, and he's played three games. And, Scott, in those three games, 19, 3, and 15 mm-hmm. points, respectively, 37 points in three games. That's amazing. Has vaulted himself <clears throat> into the top 12, I believe, at the position. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it's really good. And he looked the best player on the pitch. Like, it's not just like he's just kind of getting some luck goals. His second goal, he dribbled for probably about 20 to 30 seconds (laughs) into the box, around half of the Middlesbrough team back out of the box, and then fired one on target, and it was perfectly into the upper corner. He did that last at the end of last season, too. He had a a goal like that where he – he made a few really great moves in the box to get a shot. Yeah. Oh, I forget who it was against. It's a great way to segue into something else. Sure. It was, listen, he by far, if he's not in your lineups, he's a 7.5. He is one of the, if not the hottest player currently in English football. I mean, really, opinion. this a lot of today could have been about value strikers that are available right now. Well, in some leagues, he's listed as a midfielder, and then in some, he's listed as a striker. If you are in a league where he's listed as a midfielder, it's a no-brainer. Oh my goodness! Right. But for and, him as a for, as a forward, though, yeah. between him, Rashford, uh, um, we'll talk about. I want to talk about Rondon later because we've already talked about him on the show. But Rashford, yeah, uh, and I think somebody else too. If we talk about Southampton a little bit, Charlie Austin. Like a bunch of those guys are, are are oh Defoe is another one that's in the seven yeah. in the seven right. to seven and a half that's right. or less range that are all really really good options right now, and he is like you got if you bought in on him going into the Stoke match congratulations you might that's manager of the year quality move right there in the draft league I picked him up last week and started him nice. and it paid off uh interesting suggestion from. <laughs> Interesting suggestion from Ralph Ellis at the Daily Mail for whatever you feel about that. I love Ralph's columns. I'm only saying that to give credit fully to the person who's saying it. We don't steal. Just the suggestion that Victor Wanyama may have supplanted or at least made it extremely difficult for Eric Dyer to get his midfield spot back based on his the how important he was in that match. 
to to Spurs winning. Yeah, but I think all of this talk about Spurs that we're doing, but also that guys like Ralph Ellis and everyone else out there is doing, and the fact that they're second in the table means that it's warranted to some degree. But it's all going to disappear once we see what the result is to City this coming weekend. That's going to be the key. This is what's weird to me: is Tottenham has their their best start ever as a club, I think, in the Premier League, or at least in twenty five years. Years, yeah. So <clears throat> their fantasy players last year that were on fire: Deli Ali, Harry Kane, Christian Eriksen. Nobody. Nowhere. Nope. This year, producing assists, <clears throat> goals. But yet they're figuring out a way during games to get it done. That's impressive to me. It's it's funny too because you know they, they didn't sign many guys. This is the same team as last year, pretty much. Yeah, but it's different guys that are doing the job. It's yep. fascinating. You want some good Kane stats? Sure. Well, right after I tell Dave, it's their best start in fifty-one years. Sure. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Just that in since the start of the twenty fourteen season, Harry Kane had only missed four matches mm. for Spurs. They were O they had zero wins, one draw, three losses. In games that he missed. In the games that Kane missed, they only scored two goals in those four matches. Wow. So the fact that uh as multiple people were saying yesterday, now that we know a little bit more about his injury, that it could be more like six weeks instead of eight weeks, which was the original prognosis. He could be back in time for Arsenal on November 6th. That game is going to be exciting. Mm, I guess so. Sunderland, two. Crystal Palace, three. Sunderland's heart broken by a devastating loss to keep them at the bottom of the table. Jermaine Defoe did put in two. He is someone who is still worth owning, even for a bottom feeder like Sunderland. For the uh, Crystal Palace Crystals, as I like to call them, uh, Joe Ledley, James MacArthur, Eagles, and Christian Benteke—they're the Crystals. I know it's their cheerleaders' names, but I they're know. the Crystals. Ledley, MacArthur, and Benteke with the goals. MacArthur, another goal. Does that matter? Do we care? No, no, I don't think so. Not gonna, not gonna hold. No, neither will Ledley's. Neither one of those surprised me. Benteke, though, dramatic. Not only dramatic, but. Brian, this again, throw another striker into yeah. the mid sevens billion dollar range. Yeah. Christian Benteke has played four games for Palace, two seven, two seven, two goals in four games. Mm-hmm. That is a respectable turnout. Palace, the first two to three games, we said they look a relegated team. Since then, <laughs> They have completely... They look like the team we thought they'd be in the summer. Yes, yes. absolutely. Yes. They look completely different. In fact, so much so, I was shocked to see that, again, they were, oh gosh, 8th to ninth, 10th in the table. They're 7th right or now. 7th, in my face. Which is right where I thought they well, might thought sneak they'd in. Be, but yeah. after the first three weeks, they were so, so bad. bad. Yeah. I'm amazed by that. Yep, turn they, it they have quietly got to 7th in the table now you're looking at it, and earlier on you thought, oh, my gosh, we're going to roll Palace. Now you're looking at it, and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, we got to go play the Crystals. So It's true, and they've got a, they've got a, a fun match coming up, the, uh, another Friday night match, Friday afternoon here in the States. They're going to Everton, and that's suddenly a, a, an interesting early-year match. Hopefully they can get Scott Dan back. You could have— I don't you, think they are. You could have, you could have predicted the Benteke goal— 
as he has scored six goals in his now seven goals in eight Premier League matches against with Sunderland. Sunderland, wow. That's he has more time. goals against them than against any other opponent. I love weird stats like that. It's true. No way, no way to predict that. Jermaine Defoe with two more. Glad I had him in my lineup. Glad Dave. I had him on my bench. Ah, so sorry. Heck, so man. sorry. Lost thirteen points. That's He's just... helping me in my in our draft league. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, I dropped him. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna remind me of that every time. It was a good move. <laughs> so Stoke one. West Brom won. Stokes goal coming through Joe Allen. Just when they thought they had the victory secured, Solomon Rondon says, no, sir. And Brian says, yes, sir. Brian, tell me about Solomon Rondon. I don't care what you think about Solomon Rondon. He is sixth in in scoring for forwards. You know what else is he is sixth in? His value is 6.6. He is 6.6. He is sixth in scoring. That is 666. Solomon Rondon is the devil. (laughs) What's happening right now? The problem. His last five games, 2-2-1, 10 and 8. You you said this from the beginning of the year. If anyone's going to score for West Brom, for the most part, it's going to be Rondon. Barahino out of the lineup, not even in the lineup, and not even in the squad because of a viral infection. Oh, I'm sure that's what it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the it's a, the laziness virus. Yeah, sure. How did he catch a fat virus? <laughs> he had... This is this is now two weeks in a row where Rondon's picked up. Bonus, a bonus, at least a bonus point. He had two bonus points in this yeah. one. Scores the the goal. He is by far the most threatening of all the West Brom players, and he's for a team that hardly ever scores a a goal. He's one of the most creative, threatening. Like on if you if you use the built in tools in the Premier League and you sort by. The, the ICT index. I was gonna bring which, that up. Yes, glad, glad which you is did. A, which is a nice a nice little tool that it, that measures I uh, their metric influence. C stands for creativity, T. and T is for threat. Yeah, Rondon is right up there with anyone else in terms of all three of those scores, and he's sixth overall in in scoring. Even if you get, that's why I feel like we said this at the beginning of the year. At least I know I did. I can go back and prove it by notes. Sure. That if you get 10 or 11 or 12 goals out of him, which he's well on pace for that right now, you get a guy who's easily in the top probably 15 of all forwards. Yeah. And you and you hardly paid a dollar for him. Yeah. Yeah. I... You, know who's in, you know who's nowhere near any of those numbers or, or level of influence for his club? Wilfried Boney. Weird. Yeah, yeah. I'm it, very, I, very surprised. At this point, this. I mean, run away. You want and... me to say, Bonio, Bonio, wherefore art thou, Bonio? <laughs> um, <laughs> you want me to say it again? Nope. I definitely no. I don't want to oh, say it again. I love it when Brian stumps Scott so much that Scott just stares at the screen and just tries to figure it. Like he's so. What do I do? Off. What I do I do? It. I love it. Makes it. me glad this is only. Oh, really... I know what it, I know. What the other thing about Rondon. Okay, the, I'm sorry, the, the only tough sorry. thing about Rondon is that they play Sunderland this week, which you got probably like that for him if you like anything for him. 
but then they play Liver, uh, Spurs, Liverpool, City, and Leicester in the four after that. I don't know how scary Leicester is now, but no. I don't know that it matters. He didn't do much of anything. All he needs is one. Yeah, he's one of those guys that can well, make. He's, he's, he can. He's like he is a good. He just needs yeah, one one right. chance, and he's probably going to get that in most matches. Yep. In all seriousness, who's going to pay me to watch Sunderland West Brom this weekend? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's a good call, Scott. Hey, what we need to reference Nasser Chadley. I'm I'm not sure what to make of him yet. Uh he has he's played three games for West Brom. He has two twenty one and one points respectively in those games. Just don't know I mean, I know that we were kinda of looking at him last week. We were surprised yeah. obviously by his twenty one points. Yeah. Seems to have fallen back to earth a little bit. Mm. I think there's just gonna be some good games ahead. I you know, I don't know. I'm just gonna. I'm kind of. I'm not buying yet, but kind of keeping my eye on it. Interesting. Arsenal. Oh, sorry, I can't go to the next match. Just that you don't want to talk about Stoke even the tiniest bit. No, they don't deserve Brian, it. Brian, I don't have one player. All right. I mean, I mean, I'm running away from Boney. I got that Stoke's one wrong. He's gonna have to right do now, something. Shockingly. Where is Boney? He's getting subbed off for Peter Crouch. That's what. Exactly. Is. And so oh, I we got that one. I mean, I'll say we, but it really was me. I got that one wrong. And he's gonna have to start. Doing I thought something. Bonnie would be amazing. I thought I, Stokes. I, I don't get Stoke. I jumped on Boney early, Hughes expecting get, that to Hughes work. Hughes is gonna get sacked. At least they want. At least they got a draw. They're. I'm sure they wanted the win. Of they course played they better. The win. Yeah. They had never lost their first three home matches in the club history. So they they break that streak, and Mark Hughes had never lost five straight as a manager. They were they narrowly escaped West Brom helping the, them even adding historical injury to historical insult. I think I got that backwards. I don't care. Sure, it still made sense. Arsenal three, Chelsea nil. Come on, you gunners! Uh, speaking of midfielders who are scoring goals, uh, yeah, Alexis Walcott again. Yeah, Erzl. Yeah. What about that Theo, Scott? Walcott, he did it again. All the way to New Jersey. You're going to get on that. All the way to the Garden State. You, That's a Vampire that. Weekend song. Oh, I thought you were that. saying he's going to play for like Red Bulls or something. Yeah, sure. No, no. I Maybe. just feel like it's a, a good way of saying You're going to get on that good. Walcott train, Brian? Mm, I'm not. No. I don't know. Okay. Are you? I don't know. I don't know. He can't continue this. I Listen. Uh, Alexis and Erzl, maybe, but not Walcott. Walcott, value at $7.5 billion. <laughs> 36 total points on the year. A top still, as he was last week, a top 10 midfielder. Yep. Last uh, last two weeks, 13 and 8 points, respectively. Arsenal's upcoming schedule. At Burnley, Swans, Middlesbrough, at Sunderland. My gosh. What point, what part of that do you not want? Play as many Arsenal midfielders as you this can. This is setting yeah. up for the greatest Arsenal heartbreak or the pro- propulsion straight to the top of the table and never looking back again. It could be as as De Bruyne's hamstring implodes, <laughs> they hit their stride, Arsenal does, into the weakest part of the schedule. All the way to first place, only to after Christmas come crashing back down to earth. Brian, as soon as they play Tottenham, there's so much truth in what Brian is saying. 
Arsenal does love to crash after Christmas. No, but seriously, Koscielny, play him. Why not? Put him in the defense. Peter Cech got a clean sheet this weekend. He's probably going to get four uh, more. Like you shouldn't give up any more goals till November. M- maybe that that could be the case. I yeah. am glad that Hector Bellerin finally. Bellerin, yeah, play him. Yeah, so good. That yeah. guy is so good. Listen, I. It's a shame you can only play three Arsenal players. Really, let, let's yes. just jump right. Let's before we talk. Any yeah, further get your about moment. This. Get your yeah, moment. Go yeah. ahead. Let's let's let's, let's get that started. Get out of the way. I, I I'm re- I've been waiting for this. All right. Oh, that's a long one. Can you also that's play Fernando by Abba for this? For this too? Yeah. There's like three paragraphs there. Uh, it looks more than it is. Okay. Dear Arsenal, oh, what a day. The sky was never brighter, air never cleaner, and the adult beverages never tasted so good. Honestly, that's not far off of Fernando no, by Abba. Sure. <laughs> Arsenal spanked, whipped, slammed, punished, killed and embarrassed Chelsea and it feels so good Scott it felt good for you guys last week to not have beaten Chelsea the Smurfs in five years to get that monkey off our back so relieving this was the beautiful game this is closer to our potential this is what Wenger and Arsenal fans love to see Quick passes, running into space, pressing, attacking football. At halftime, the game was over, much like the Liverpool game for Chelsea. Chelsea FC, for two weeks in a row, had been exposed for the early season frauds they were. And with Arsenal doing the unmasking, it was amazing. Fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. Now, what a moment. I, I want to I wanna insert something into that moment that you left out. It, that that performance had very little to do with Arsene Wenger. It had everything to do with Jurgen Klopp. Arsenal looked just like Liverpool out there. They gegenpressed Chelsea the exact same way Liverpool did the previous week. And hey, credit to them, it worked. But right. it looked like a second coming of Liverpool. It very well possibly could be. Um, the pressing... The, listen, Chelsea's, Chelsea's back. If you press them, they will crumble. Um, well, we, they yeah. also listen, but here's here, here's the other thing too. Early in the season, we mentioned this multiple times. They got bailed out by last second calls in games. Yep. Diego Costa should have been ejected from games. Blah blah blah. We've hashed that a hundred times. Liverpool. They finally meet some some teams that are of somewhat competency in Liverpool and Arsenal, and they got thumped to a tune of seven to one. Yep. Add up both games. So, listen. I, I couldn't have been happier. The day couldn't have been better. It was awesome. I if I we could have beat them ten nothing, it would have been great. One thing that was I was kind of glad about instead of kind of going to beat them further in the second half, they just kind of locked it in, held on to the the clean sheet, which I was happy about. No red cards, which despite Michael Oliver, despite Michael Oliver, I was waiting for the it. Michael Oliver stats on it on Chelsea and and Arsenal. Don't even I don't believe them. What's Aaron Brian? Winless Arsenal. In their last eight Michael Oliver refereed matches. Yeah. Until now. Five draws and three losses. Chelsea, thir- their last 13 had not lost. Seven wins, six with draws Oliver with Michael helm. Oliver as the referee. So Arsenal not only beat Chelsea for the first time in five years, but also yeah. did it while Oliver was refereeing the game. And it's the first time they'd scored against Chelsea in the last seven. Yeah. 
Yeah. Listen, there's no doubt that Chelsea I, – I said this early in the season. There's two teams that for some reason Arsenal has trouble with, and that's Southampton and Chelsea. And it's nice to have beaten them both. Hmm. So, Speaking of Southampton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. West Ham nil, Southampton three. The goals coming from Charlie Austin, Dusan Tadic, Brian's favorite. Yeah, I love that dude. And JWP, James Ward Prowse, putting in the uh, the salt, putting the salt into the wound late. Now I got two questions for you, gentlemen. First question: Shane Long, done. He's a he's a great sub, and you know what the best thing anyone said about him that makes perfect sense was the match announcer saying somebody like that pace like he has is the last thing most teams want to see being subbed on with 20 or 30 minutes to go in in a match. You know what's frustrating for me is last, the end of last season, last spring, Southampton bought Charlie Austin in January, and I was like, Charlie Austin! And it was Shane Long who did well. Started this season, I was like, Shane Long! And now Charlie Austin's getting the start. Scott, This is why I'm not doing well in fantasy (laughs) soccer this year. You're right. But you're wrong. I'm right at the wrong time. That's it. Yeah. I'm, I'm just ahead of my time. That's what it is. Yeah. And Slash then you're behind, behind your time, and then you're ahead of your time. <laughs> <laughs> and it all evens out to being exactly on time. Here's my second question. West Ham? Yeah. What gives? <laughs> Brian? West Ham? What gives? Slavin Bilic's post-match, uh, con- post-match interview. I mean, he's he's taking it as a... This is my fault. This is on me. I'm the manager. It starts man. with me. We deserved it, he says. But also said, we're working hard. We really are. We're we're doing everything behind the scenes. I feel good about our training. In the match, we are good until someone punches you in the face. And then we are in a problem. Mm. Mark Noble half blamed the move to the new stadium. But everyone yeah. says the same thing. It still is a matter of us going out and doing it, and they are not. The owners, the owners, sent a letter to the fans, yep, saying like it's going to turn around. We haven't gotten the the results. We've been unlucky with injuries, and some things have not gone our way. But this is not what you paid tickets money for your tickets. For. I was amazed at how quickly that stadium cleared out before the end of the match. I mean, those white seats have never been brighter. Yeah. Than they were during stoppage time, and understandably so, they were down two and then three late. But I mean, that was that was uh, they they left in a hurry. Pretty interesting. I think. Listen, Mikel Antonio. It's the first time he hasn't scored in like the last still like, all relevant. To oh keep. my gosh, absolutely seven point three. I don't know how that guy's not in your in your fantasy lineup. Forty points on the year. His last five games: eleven, seven, thirteen, seven, and two. Hyatt, listen, he's played three games. Coming back from his injury, he didn't do anything this game, but the three games he has 9, 10, and 1 point respectively, 9.4. He might not be a bad buy there either. I think his price is probably only going up. West Ham cannot continue to be this bad. They've been bad, so is Stoke, but the differences in the two teams I think are massive. Yeah, Is Southampton coming into... A bit of better. They seem like they're doing better. They're they're a tough play, man. They're better, South, but South they're Hampton still is not is not an easy play. They're not. They're they they look like a club that's slotting right into that eight to ten 
place in the table. I, I will say this. Tadic is a 7.2. I was on him earlier, and, and I just wasn't patient enough. His, his scoring the last five games, 2, 3, 5, 6, 8. He's been climbing every single game. Just might mm-hmm. be an interesting uh, man to keep your eye on. Very good. And then the final match of the weekend, Burnley 2, Watford nil. This one went against uh, maybe some people's expectations. Jeff Hendrick, new signing, putting in his first goal, and Michael Keane, his first ever goal in the Premier League as well. Stephen DeFore getting the assist on both. Yeah. Stephen DeFore, and this is what I wanted to bring up quickly as we're bringing this pod to a close because I don't think there's much to talk about in this match anyways. Yeah. Stephen DeFore, 6.0 midfielder, 30 points. Okay, so I think that puts him in the top 20 in midfielders. Playing for Burnley, his last five games, 4-1, 11-2, and 12. Hmm. Someone for the value at 6.0. If you're trying to make up some money somewhere to get a Sanchez or to get an Aguero and you can't find the money, you change out Defoe, you're going to gain some money. Let's say, let's say you, you, know, you drop a, an Ozil or someone else you know, kind of in that 9 to 8.5 range. Maybe you get rid of a Barkley and bring on a DeFore who's playing better, you're going to gain possibly $2. You know what you're going to love that? to hear? Tell me that, Brian. DeFore is 13th in midfielder in scoring with 30 points. You know who he's tied with after his performance this tell, weekend? Tell me that. None other than Eden Hazard. Wow. Wow. So if for some reason you have Hazard in your lineup, he is at least a 9.5 or 4, I think. DeFore is a 6.0. You can gain $3 there. $3. So That's good stuff. Keep Big that money. in mind. It, it, that he would be, a for me, a, a buy of the week. We're there. We did it. Guys, only four goalkeepers had clean sheets this past week, and two of them were in the bottom half. We talked last week about how That's all good. the goalkeeper values in the bottom half of the table this year. Brian, our Billy Bob Tom Heaton got it, got himself a clean sheet. Tom right. Heaton was one. Arthur Artur Boric was the other, and then yeah. of course Peter Check and Fraser Forster. Uh, Jakubovic, a uh, uh, sub bench. Yeah, probably lost a top goal scorer yeah, there. That was, that was weird. A little weird, but what are you gonna do? What are you gonna it's do? The beautiful own game. Him? Yeah, what are you gonna what? do on him? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> hey, listen. This brings us to the end of our pod. Uh, Be ready for the Friday night game this week. Remember, the lineups will lock an hour prior to game time. Don't let that sneak up on you. You can always find us, FantasySoccerFC.com, and on Twitter, at FantasySoccerFC, as we are always going to be active and updating everything we do. Guys, I'm excited for this next week. I'm excited to see another Arsenal win. (laughs) Wow. Excited to see a Liverpool win. Brian, I'd love to see a West Ham win. Just yeah. for you. Just, just yeah. for you. Listen, for, for Scott, for Brian, uh, this is David. Until next time.